how did you do with your New Year's resolutions, Cameron? I don't make New Year's resolutions. Why don't, why don't you tell us why? I struggle with goals. I Goals to me, so goals that I set like just at random are fine. Goals that I feel compelled to set, like whenever somebody said, I want you to write down some goals in a class or anything like that. It's like, this is dumb because I'm not making them because I want to accomplish these things. I'm making them because I'm being told to accomplish these things. And so then my brain says, this is dumb. I'm not going to do them anyway. So why set goals? So I don't know. Like if I get told to do something, I usually really struggle to do it. If I, if it's something that I want to do, that's totally different. But when I get told to do something that that doesn't compute very well with my brain. So I struggle with like new year's resolutions or things like that, or goals that I have to do for a class or something like that. I, those are not my favorite. <laughs> I feel very like, I don't know. It feels kind of fake. Sometimes I think it's like, Oh, what can I think of for the, the purpose of this class? I totally get that. Right. That's exactly, it feels like not, not a genuine desire of mine. And so then why would I stick to it? Yeah. Yeah. I think the, I'm interested to see what Chrissy's typing. I, I think the thing for me, um, like I definitely, I think it's been like, I don't necessarily formally write down the new year's resolutions, right? Like I'm like, oh, I should probably work on this, that this year. Um, but I think I know at least one of the big problems for me and, and I would guess it's probably similar for a lot of people is that they tend to be with this like drastic overhaul of what I'm currently doing. Right. Um, so the standard one is like the people said is I'm going to just like, I'm going to work out every day. So it's like, I haven't worked out in 30 years and now I'm going like, to get a gym membership. I'm going to work out every day. Right. And I think it's like mid February, like 90, <laughs> 80 to 90% of those people are, are no longer doing that. Or they, you know, you buy workout equipment and then it just becomes another thing to, to hang clothes on. And so I think that's the the big thing. Instead of, like, I, I love what, I can't remember who said that. That was Frank. But the idea of a, of a Goldilocks goal, right, is it's not something that's like way too far um, that like is, is kind of nearly unreachable, um, you know, or that we're just going to feel like a failure because we just, we we're falling short, but then we also don't want to set one. That's just like way too easy. Like, Oh yeah. Like I'll totally be able to do that. No problem. Right. Cause then it's not really stretching us. It's not, it's not moving us a little bit outside of our comfort zone. So that's what I kind of like about the, the Goldilocks goal. If we're going to set one is something that's yeah. that, that, that just right. Right. It's going to challenge us. Um, uh, enough that it's going to be difficult, but not so much that we that we are guaranteed to fail, <laughs> um, which right. is what happens with a lot of those goals, right? So we've talked about that with running or racing, you know, and running, how you should shoot. So your A goal should not be the reaching for the moon goal, right? Your A goal should be the race that you trained for, that you prepared for, like what you should reasonably achieve. Um, based on how your training went you should be your a goal and then your b goal should be the shooting for the moon and the c goal should be just surviving it right 
Where most people, it's the other way around. Their A goal is like, well, if everything went perfectly, I'd like to get this. And it's like, yeah, but that's probably not really what you trained for. That's what you hope to achieve, but what you trained for was X. And so expect X to happen. Hope for it, uh, you know, hope, or it, make that your A goal. And then hope that your B goal can happen of like, I ran, you know, faster than even I expected, right? But and we, we often try to shoot for too much and then get disappointed when it's like, you just ran a whole marathon. Right? That's awesome. And you did so in a decent time. That's great. Don't, don't be disappointed in that because you were, you know, 10 minutes slower than you wanted to be. It's like, yeah, it's still a great effort. So I don't know it's always interesting. We have to set those realistic expectations though, for sure. So let's dive into that first topic, right? Is, is starting out with making incremental changes, so doing the opposite, uh, doing the opposite of what we usually do with, with, with our goals um, or when we're, we're working through anything. So I talked in the beginning, like when things aren't necessarily going to plan or we're getting frustrated, um, we just tend to scrap the whole thing and let's start over something new and we can, we can make incremental changes on both sides. So I think we've told the story on here um, and one of the other calls, but it was about the British cycling team. Um, and so they were never for years and years, like they were never very good, right? Other, other teams would just constantly beat them until, um, do you remember the name of the coach Cameron? I don't remember the name of the I, coach. But... No, I can't remember. <laughs> um, you don't remember that? Go on. But anyway, he, um, they just started changing small things, right? So one of the things they did was they started painting the bikes white so that they could see like any little bit of dust that was on there, right? Get that off. Um, they let the riders like, choose some of their own components, right? So what are their pedals going to look like? Um, you know, what are the rims or some of those things going to look like? Um, started making sure that they all got good sleep, um, that they were to their area before and, and just other changes like that. So it wasn't this complete overhaul, right? Like, all right, you guys are getting all new bikes and all new gear and we're training a whole new way. Like it, it wasn't that it was just tweaking a bunch of small things and then, it wasn't immediate, but slowly and surely they started winning more and more and more. And since then, they've continued to be a dominant force in the cycling world. And so I think that is such a good point, right? Is that like when we make those incremental changes, it's really, it's like, you know, turning the, the fine tuning knob on the radio, right? Like we can easily dial it one way or another and see like, okay, did that, did that make a difference? Did it not? Um, and it doesn't feel so difficult, right? It's a lot easier to, um, you know, like, okay, well, let's, let's try a new set of pedals. Let's try to get another, you know, 30 minutes of sleep. Let's try this. Like that is a lot easier. It's a lot more sustainable. Um, our brain doesn't send off the alert signal that like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> like panic mode, everything's changing, right? Survival mode. Um, instead, we can kind of ease ourselves into the change and, and problem solve along the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. So his name was Sir Dave Brailsford. Brailsford. There you go. Oh. 
sir and he's 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 been knighted so you know apparently even better so yeah he started winning big time because uh the way he changed things so he they went from being the laughing stock of of cycling to winning the tour de france a bunch of times and and uh so he calls it i call it the incremental change theory he called it the aggregation of marginal gains um (laughs) Uh, but but that concept of like hey let everybody choose their own pillow let everybody choose their own pedals and their own brakes and their own whatever so that their bike fits them like a glove versus this is the bike that we got sponsored to have and so everybody has to ride this bike right um and i think that's the deal with goals for me is like you're making me fit into a goal that it's like i don't want to set a goal in that area of my life i don't want to you know so i struggle with that for sure so they have to be goals that matter to you and solutions that matter to you um and they have to be bite-sized enough that you'll do them right picking which pillow you're going to sleep on at night because you're always in different hotel rooms and you can't change the bed, but you can change the pillow. Like that was one of the things they did. And it's brilliant, right? So that they get better sleep. Um, and th- those little changes can make all the difference. So, yeah. so it's funny. I actually, not that I'm uh, training for anything big, but like, I'm so worried about, I usually will take my own pillow. Like if it's somewhere that is in driving distance, if I'm flying, not necessarily the case, all right? You want to save on save on luggage space. But if I'm driving somewhere, I'll typically take my pillow with me because I sleep so much better with it. Right. I found one that really works for me. Um, and so, um, but, but like, honestly, find the simplest thing that you can have success with. So we <laughs> we're having this conversation the other day. Um, uh, Shannon brought up like, can you like, what's something that you could do with eight out of 10 confidence? Right. Um, Because if you choose something that you can do confidently, again, you're going to be a lot more likely to do it. Like, you know, maybe it's I can set out my workout clothes every night or um, I can do at least one meal prep on Sunday or or something like that. Um, Maybe it's something as simple as, as brushing your teeth. Right. Like I can at least brush my teeth. And like every time that we um, are able to do something like that. Right. Um, practice a, an action that's going to move us towards the larger goal. Like we get a little dopamine hit, right? Our brain likes it and and it becomes easier and easier to do that. Like it makes it feel, it makes us feel good and that builds momentum, right? Like when we can confidently do that thing, then we move to the next thing that, that we are pretty dang confident we can do. And we build and build and build until um, we're really moving along towards whatever the goal is. You know, a lot of the things that we want to do, the changes that we want to make, like it can be a pretty big shift at that at that opposite end of the spectrum. And that can seem really daunting and scary. And just like it's so easy um, to to think like, oh, this isn't working or I should do something else or, should I, you know, should I even have chosen that? Like if we just focus on like that next little goal, that next little goal, that next little goal. Like I said, we end up building a lot of momentum. It's like that snowball rolling down the hill, picking up more snow and snow as it goes on. Um, and the more we can be successful, those little things, and then the medium things, the more we'll be successful with, with the big things. Um, 
Hopefully that made sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next, I think, um, our next point is to dissect the problem. Um, I think we can do this a couple of, of different ways, right? Um, we've mentioned on these live design calls, like several different ways to, to problem solve. Um, but one is to kind of step back from the situation and take that like 30,000 foot view, right? Um, you know, you can ask other people about the goal, like what they think about that, like what things that they've done to be successful. Um, and kind of this broad thing, like, okay, how are all these choices I'm making fitting together? And, and are they like more likely to lead away from or, or towards this goal? But then going back to those individual things like we talked about, right? Those like, what pillow do you sleep with? What pedals are you riding? Um, and, and just trying little things and turning that dial back and forth, right? Like maybe I, you know, again, the, the cycling team, right? Like maybe I try this pillow for two or three weeks and it's not making a big difference. So maybe I try another pillow or maybe I try something else. And so like taking that big picture view of the problem, but then also looking at some of those um, smaller cogs in the process um, can help us maybe pinpoint some of those areas that are, are getting us stuck or some small things that we can change that'll move us towards the greater goal. Thoughts on that, Cam? Yeah. yeah, so well, so the, you know, when we talk about breaking it down, I, I, I'm curious to see what people's examples are of, of goals <laughs> that maybe they didn't quite hit or things that they were pursuing. Like, does anybody have an example um, of that, of a goal that just didn't quite go well and do you know why? So if you've got a goal that you, you know, fell short of, I'd like to see, like, go ahead and post that in the comments and see if you know why, if you can kind of break it down and think, think about why. So, I mean, we all have them. We all have things that we kind of have, have not done as well as we would have liked. So like 2020, I got all gung ho about training for, I wanted to be able to Boston qualify in a race. Um, and I got all gung ho and thought this is going to be awesome. Um, and then it was not so awesome because I pushed too hard, too fast, not necessarily with running. So I kept my running on a, a decent trajectory, but I was pushing in other areas of my life. I started digging a trampoline pit and some other stuff. And overall I pushed the system too hard. And so then I fell short. So. Um, when I kind of did that, break it down, 30,000 foot view, what happened? Well, I was pushing too hard in every area of my life because 2020 made it so that I had more time. And then I used that too aggressively. So, yeah, does anybody else have a, a thing that they're willing to share, I guess, um, where they where they overshot or undershot their goal? Mark's typing something. You got something good, Mark? So good. Yeah. Oh, I love that concept. The Will I have the motivation to do it versus blocking time for it? That's a huge, huge difference. 
Um, Cause nobody's motivated. Not always, not forever. Right. Like there's this, I don't know, message going around. So the trending audio on uh, social media right now, it's sad that I know that to me, but um, <laughs> I love that. Um, but there's a trending audio going around and that's basically the point of it is like nobody's motivated to keep waking up every morning to exercise. Nobody's motivated. They're not doing it because, you know, people that get up and do it every day aren't doing it because they're more motivated than you. They're doing it because they're more disciplined and you have to learn that discipline over time, right? Like that's not something you just are born with or that you can willpower your way into. The discipline starts from putting it on your schedule and then honoring that schedule like it was an appointment with anybody or anything else, right? And so it's it's generating that discipline through a series of, of you know, the right choices for you that will help you be consistent with it. And we've talked about that a million times. And so it's breaking down what's going to help me be more disciplined and more consistent with it um, so that I can can do it forever because if it's a, a change that i want to make a you know a attribute that i want to have then then it should be kind of more of a forever thing than this thing i'm doing right now and so um i i like that concept though of it's not about motivation because if we're relying on motivation motivation for uh, like a new year's resolution it wanes within minutes after setting that goal sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, for me, like a weight loss goal, uh, my motivation for a weight loss goal wanes about the first time I see something that looks like it tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. And so it, it's got to be more about setting up, you know, not rules per se, but setting up like the why and the the structure to my day so that I have the discipline needed to be able to do it. And discipline, we've unfortunately made that sound like a, a negative term of like restriction versus like, no, the this is my time in my day where I'm gonna take care of myself, where I'm gonna put in the work needed to be able to do the things that I wanna do. I think we have to reframe how we think about diet and exercise, right? Or eating and exercise um, because we we like to place them as punishments for bad behavior versus um, like how I can level up in this area that's important to me um, exercise is not a punishment for bad eating it's not you know it's not meant to be a negative thing instead it's fueling myself uh, with with our diet or um, or it's you know preserving or increasing my capability of doing what I want to do. That's what exercise is, right? It's just putting you know the right type of load on the system so that I can do what I want to do. Uh, is is basically all exercise is. And so if I can do that, then I'm happier, healthier, more ready to take on my day. Um, and then that discipline turns into habit eventually. It becomes part of who we are and it it eventually you know hopefully doesn't really become a decision but a desire of like okay how am i going to get this in today versus like oh i don't you know 
I don't want to do this or I'm so tired of this and that and the other. Um, and so, yeah, proper planning, I think, is a big deal. But but having the right attitude um, towards things makes it so it's not a chore. It makes it so it's something we want to do. And eventually it's our habit. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the nice thing about habit, right, is that like we just do it automatically, right? Like most of us don't think about, okay, I'm going to brush my teeth now, right? It's just like that's part of our daily schedule or I'm going to make my bed or whatever it is, right? Those things that we've turned into routine. And that's nice because it takes very little brain power um, to do that. When we're having to make the decision every single day, like that's pretty demanding for our brains, right? Like we have to think about it. We have to choose instead of it becoming totally. a choice. And so, yeah, trying to turn those things into habit and, and finding out what like what works for us and, and, and our body and, and for our lifestyle. And I think the other um, point to make, I think, is, and I brought this up, I think, one or two times before, but one of the things when we decide to make a big change, like the thing that we tell about our, tell ourselves is this time will be different, right? Because I'm X, Y, and Z, or because I learned this or that, or because I have whatever tools at my disposal. And that might be true, right? Like, and, and, and if something's really meaningful to us, like, I think it's um, like important to, to keep trying to keep figuring it out. But the mistake that we have to, to try not to make is forgetting what's the same, right? Like, okay, well, I want to, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, I want to exercise um, every day, right? Like that, that, again, that's a big New Year's goal. And like, I bought myself this new machine and my wife's going to exercise with me and um, like blah, 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 right? Wh whatever the things are. But we don't think about, well, like I haven't been exercising regularly. Um, I don't have a time planned when I'm going to exercise. Um, I, you know, whatever it is, like looking at what are the things that are the same? What are the behaviors that are the same? What are the obstacles that are standing in your way that are the same? And looking at some of those and trying to resolve some of those before making the, making the change to make that a lot easier, right? So instead of pushing yeah. against all that resistance, you can remove some of those roadblocks and, and make the way a lot easier. And so just yeah. taking the time to think about it, right? For sure. So one of the things is when you say yes to something, you also say no to something else. And so you got to be careful um, when you're trying to plan in, you know, healthy eating and exercise or other, you know, lifestyle changes that you're trying to do, that you got to be careful what you're saying no to um, as you say yes to these new things. Because some of those things may be good, positive things that are helping you towards your goal. Uh, and so if you if you eliminate them from your plan, uh, it can it can backfire a little bit. And now all of a sudden you're missing out in good, positive things of your relationships in your life or other things that uh, then make it harder for you long term to accomplish your goal because you've kind of disrupted the apple cart a little bit. And so that's something where you got to take a look at at things and go, you know, how can I do this in a way that doesn't disrupt the positive things that I want to live in life and only really affects or disrupts the, the things that I'm looking to change. So you got to be careful with that in, you know, kind of taking note of what works and doesn't work. It's like, what am I, what am I eliminating or replacing by adding this in? 
Um, and so usually that's a pretty positive thing. If I'm eliminating time on the couch with a walk in the afternoon, um, great, awesome. But if I'm eliminating going to a, a kid or grandkids, you know, ball game or piano recital or whatever, because I have to get my run in and then it causes conflict in the family or whatever, um, maybe that's not ideal. So maybe there's a different way to get it in, you know. And so anyway, I think that's important because if our goal, if our, if our you know, change that we're trying to make winds up becoming too challenging, too difficult in our life socially, then we're likely not going to stick with it. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, it's being able to, to, you know, reframe everything in a way that's going to work for us. Um, you know, initially our, our topic of don't restart the race. Um, I, that is something though, that we, we like to, when we set a big goal, we like to kind of overhaul our whole life or hope that that thing is going to change our whole life. Mm. But mm. there's honestly already good things you're doing in your life. And so don't feel like you have to overhaul everything. Like we said, the incremental changes really are the key. There's a lot of things that make you who you are that you do that we don't want to change because we like you. Um, and and that's those are good things. And so I don't think we need to change everything about us all at once. And, you know, when we do make those subtle changes versus overhaul changes, um, it, it can lead to some pretty amazing results. So with that, uh, Sir David Brailsford, um, what happened with him, they actually quickly, quite quickly rose to the top of cycling. Um, and since 2003, when he came on, they won six Tour de France's and I don't that I don't know how they did in this most recent one, but they've won at least six of them. And then they, um, have won more gold medals since the time that he came on uh, in the Olympic cycling events, won more gold medals since he came on than any other uh, cycling team. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, by, by making those incremental changes though, by making those, you know, aggregation of marginal gains, uh, just changing so one little thing at a time uh, that seemed to be the ticket. And I think that should be the ticket for us shouldn't overhaul everything because why restart the race you don't like uh i'm not doing very well with my cadence during this race you know i'm not i'm not keeping up that that high cadence so i'm going to start over at mile one and try it again who does that why would we want to do that that seems terribly painful you know and so let's instead say okay i'm going to take the next few steps i'm going to take a little bit faster so that I can bump up my cadence, right? And we work from where we're at now. We don't scrap the whole thing and we just build upon what we're already doing. And that's what we want people to do when shooting for their goals and you know, aspiring to, to make healthy changes in their life. Like let's build on what you're already doing that's good versus scrap everything and start over. Amen. <laughs> No, I think that I think that that's good. Just um, focusing on those on those incremental changes you can, and, and sticking with it long enough to see the results play out. 